You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. We've not even been on the air a full 60 seconds yet, and Coach Ed Young is messing with lights, ladies and gents. Thank goodness you all can't see it. But unfortunately, I, Matt Hatfield, along with our extraordinary crew on the other side of the glass, A.J. Risser and... Ricardo Grant have to deal with him. Y'all had to deal with him for how long before I got here? Uh, look at AJ. He looks like he's had a rough morning already. You know, I'm, I'm a little upset y'all didn't hear my uh, update there. That no, was we weren't. That's solely for the coach. So, oh, was it? Well, yeah. Oh, we missed it. We missed yeah, it. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to take it back and replay it. Will it be on the, will was, it be on the podcast page? I can just say the last part of it was this. Uh-oh. The Yankees are in last place. That's the right. Alley. They lost to the Rockies last the night. The Yankees lose. Good oh, job. Oh, my God. By the way, we got the uh, Listen Live link for all of our millions and Millions of listeners on virginiapreps.com. That's our, our picture from the NFHS Network broadcast. I look very angry, uh, angry and cranky because I had to deal with you for hours, and you look happy there in your suits. Our, both of our suits are think, mafia suits. I think somebody just told me that they had uh, pizza in the hospitality room. Nobody's sleeping in the background on this shot, though. Hey, uh, speaking of pizza, AJ, there's a rumor out there. By the way, this is the home for Norfolk Tides baseball. The AAA club and the parent team, obviously, the Baltimore Orioles. AJ's O's are soaring. What are they, two out of first game now? Game and a half It's out. just a game and a half. Look at them. My team is starting to spiral out. They're not in first place anymore, the D-backs. But you can hear all the Tides baseball games with Pete Mitchell on the call right here on 94.1. Tides won again last night, 11-3 to over Scranton. The AAA affiliate of the Yankees says, Rico and AJ, and all, we all uh, pump our fists and say, good job, Tides. But that's not the lead story from last night. There's a birdie that told me. Big bird. That, you know, they have the pizza, why not pizza puzzler. Have you heard that, AJ, on the, on the Tides broadcast? It's trivia. Do you know who happened to win that last night? Who? Some guy named Ed Young in Suffolk. Now He's cheating. First of all, he should have been disqualified from this from the get-go. How anybody at the Tide's office has allowed this to happen without this being stopped? We should have an investigation done. Pretty sure there's a promo that says you can't win. That's what I thought. I thought you could not. Now, first of all, there's there's a couple elements to that. You have to be be a paid employee, which Uh, that didn't happen. Not a paid employee. Hates in a paycheck in eons. I don't even know if you've seen your paycheck from NFHS or Nance, whatever. That's another story. I'll say say something funny on that. We'll say that for later. But... Second of all, I also found this out last night, and I, I love those trivia contests. But I was told that you can't win more than once a month. But here's the deal, and this is where Ed's going to cheat, AJ. This is where he's going to totally cheat. So let's say you win in July. Last night was July 14th, correct? So you can win again August 1st. So Ed's going to, like, I see this already. He's going to wait until he's got the little baseball almanac in his, in his black charger out there. He's waiting for it, listening to the ball games. He's going to win on, like, August 31st and turn around and win September 1st. So it's a full, well, I didn't win the same month. They should make it a full 30 days. No, I, I can understand. Oh, it, it, the way it happened, and, and the rumor is oh, true. Oh, it is true. Um, so you did um, win. It is the young from Suffolk. It was my buddy uh, Jim Hammond. You know from I know uh, Jim. Shawan. He's come on the show. We're we're we're, we're sitting there eating uh, in in the uh, restaurant, and I heard this thing about trivia, and I just blatantly remember thinking, I wonder, I wonder if it'd be something I would know, 
And then I heard him announce about the longest last name in baseball history. And I'm thinking, that's a trivia question? But as soon as I said it to myself, we had that. That was on this show. That was one of the questions we had on this show in the past. Really? Yep. And that's how I remembered it. And I looked at Jim and I said, you know, I I know this answer. And Jim thought it was... um, Ted Klazuski played for the Who? old Reds. Well, you got to look it up. It's from the Cincinnati Reds way back in the day. He was the guy that wore the jersey without the sleeves because his arms were so I don't big. remember him. That's before my time. He, he, he's pretty good first baseman. You're good with obscure stuff, but go ahead. Continue I, on. I then said, nah, Jim, it's Gerald Salmatakia. Who? It's Gerald Salmatakia? Salmatakia. Okay, so, okay, uh, Charles Barkley and Mad Dog Russo, butcher names over there. Butcher names. So, yeah. so I, right there with them two. Now, I call about... Two minutes after the question went out, I just figured, well, what the heck? Somebody probably already got that one now because i got to believe a Red Sox fan would know that. Did so the I call phone it, call answer? Did they, did, no, no. They didn't was, know you? It went, to a, it went to a voicemail. Oh, boy. And then I tried again. And then I tried again. And, I, and then I basically said, you know what? Screw it. And then I got called back. And oh, they it, called you? Yeah, they called back and said, were you trying oh, to get man, in? Oh, man, they must have been desperate for a winner. <laughs> they said, are you trying to get in for the, the answer for the trivia? I said, yeah. Nobody's answered it? He said, no. So I gave him the answer, and I said, I hope I don't have to spell it. He said, no, you won. Yeah, I you're go, not going to win a spelling, but you yeah. lost those on the show. I was like, wow, okay, I'll take that. So um, I don't even know what the prize is. I kind of laugh when I put it, the phone down that. I can't believe nobody else, like especially again, a Red Sox fan listen would know that. But that was a question. I only reason I remember is because we did it here. Jared Saltalamaki, and you couldn't salty. Spell it. Yeah, yeah. How how do you pronounce that? Salto Salty Demakia. What's that? Uh, what's the star player for the Milwaukee Bucks? What, what is his name? Giannis I forgot it. Antetokounmpo. No, you messed it up already. I mean, that Koopa. sounded better than Salto. Whatever. Sound like a Koopa Troopa from the Mario Brothers. Giannis entered the Koopa Troopa. But you sounded like there. Wow. Again, my role is not to get things uh, right. We, we got that established it's, many it's, years ago. It's to speak what is right. Yeah. The Booker oh. guy. What he used and to by call the way, Ian Book from the The Booker guy. Who's these two chicks in a Wimbledon hey, championship? Hey, be nice. Anj Shabor and Vondrosova. Okay. I'm not, I'm not making fun of them. I just don't I, know. Now, I, I, I don't done know. forgot what Vondrosova's first name is. it Margaret? What is it? Her first name. <laughs> I've totally I lost. remember this Margaret Court. Looking at me like, what is wrong with these jokers today? Did Margaret Court win any of these rounds? No, she didn't win any of these rounds. Okay. I Why are you knocking it? It's great tennis. What's your problem? And you know Novak's going to win tomorrow. It's uh, yeah, absolutely. Marquetta Vondrosova, right? Isn't it Marquetta? I think it's Marquetta, not Margaret. Marquetta. Yeah, we get the thumbs up in there. All right, so there you have it. So you're supposed to. They're no, going to give. They're going to give you a free pizza after all is that this the, nonsense. Is that the, I don't even know. What I your think price they is. mail. Did they take down your information? So they're going to mail me a pizza. Did they get any information? Right. Wait, wait. Did they get any information from you? Because if they, they didn't, you're not. You're not getting any pizza. He told them to send it to the radio station. <laughs> sure, that's exactly what he yeah, did. I, Y'all are going to get a pizza, and I can see right now the boss is say, "Who sent us a pizza?" And the pizza will be gone by the time you get it. That's a guarantee. That pizza is gone, just like your headset. Wow. So weigh in if you want. Do you think that Ed should be an eligible or eligible, or maybe he should get two free pizzas because they called him 757-687-9494 right here on 757 s- Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. How do you keep the pizza warm when you send it through the mail? No, they send you a, a voucher. Oh, I thought they send the pizza not, through the mail. No, they don't do Hold that. Hold on a second. Hold on. Did you just say eligible? 
Eligible, yeah, eligible. This is what I got to deal with every Saturday. Eligible. What is yeah. going on in that room? Yeah, we've, I don't know. I smelled something funny. When I, maybe it's the lights. Ed put the lights on way too bright this morning. No, I just are, twisted them I'm around. I'm about blinded. I did. I did afternoon drive three or two three days this week, and I didn't have hardly this many. Like I feel like I'm on like a movie set. My gosh, you've got me. Blinded hey, by the way, I want that job for afternoon drive. No, I don't think it's report. coming your way. Oh no. yeah, because I got some people today. No. I had to uh, wave to them and hit the horn. Oh, people, when the, the speed report. limit says oh, 35 miles an oh, hour. You go 34, 36, maybe 37. 22 is not acceptable. The weather's not bad. There's no rain. There's no snow. It means not bad. It's it's steaming hot. Okay, but that doesn't affect driving. I'm behind a car in a 35-mile zone that's going about 24 the whole time. The whole time. And, and and I thought, okay, maybe it's a young person, student driver, being a driver's ed teacher. Be patient. Be okay. No, no. It's probably a middle-aged dude. And and I just was like, come on, people. But you, you, guys, but you got here on time today, actually early for you. Wait, super early for you. You probably is, made well, uh, Rico and AJ faint in there. I slept in a parking lot last night, so I made oh. sure I'm here. Well, that's probably because he was waiting for that pizza. I'm sure he was. He thought it was coming. Good one. He thought it was coming, and it, it didn't arrive. So hey, real quick before we go to the phones, and again, we got uh, some special guests. We'll tell you about here. Oh, and we got someone I think that's calling for you here in a second. We're gonna pop him on. Uh, something happened in baseball last night. That hadn't happened in nine years. Do you know what it was? And it has to do with something that happened involving 757 flavor, which is our title show, 757 Saturday Sports Talk. So do you have any idea what it was? I have no idea because no I was at the tie game. Rico shaking his head, no idea. AJ, no idea. All right, so you had in the same game, in the same inning, two brothers, the Naylor brothers, Josh and Bo for the Cleveland Guardians, Homer for the Guardians in Texas. They took a 4 nothing lead. The Rangers came roaring back. It's the first time in Guardians or Indians history that someone did that. Even the Alomar brothers, Roberto and Sandy Alomar Jr., never accomplished that. You know the last time it happened that two brothers hit homers in the same game? Now I'm pretty sure you'll know this because we go back to the 7-5-7 flavor of it. Do you know? Do you know? The Alou brothers? No, the Alou brothers aren't from the 757. Oh, you're talking about 757. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, Good grief. Could it be the Uptons? It was the Uptons. BJ and Justin, nine years ago, in well, it was for Atlanta against the Rockies, a 10-2 win in the nightcap of a doubleheader. They joined the Hall of Famers Lloyd and Paul Wayner back in 1938, your days, with the Pirates. So uh, how about that? Pretty cool. The brothers. So the Naylor boys are from the 757. That could be tonight's pizza puzzler trivia for the Tides if Pete is out there listening and the, and the crew from the Tides. But you're not you're not eligible or eligible to win. So you you have to wait a month at least. I'm not, I'm not you have sure to wait until August. Going. You have to wait until Tuesday, August first to win again. Uh, there's ways around. I just that. gave them a trivia question they can use at any upcoming there's game. Way. But the Naylor boys are from the 757. No, I said the Naylor boys for the Cleveland Guardians made history last night. First time in franchise okay. history, brothers had done that, and I think it's just the third time that it happened uh, perhaps in baseball history but the last time two brothers homered in the same game for the same team okay. BJ and Justin who are from it was, Chesapeake it was that was nine years ago connection okay. uh, yeah you should know this like how hard is this yeah unbelievable all right let's go to the phone 757-687-9494 uh we got Ed's buddy Reno online one I think is this Reno you from West me. Virginia or Reno that's me Good morning. How Coach are you? I, I see your I see your Apparently post. I got through to this radio station. It's worse than getting through to the Pope. <laughs> listen, Ed has a we lot. We are you, selective. Listen, we, we, I see your posts all the time on Facebook. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm doing fine. I just called you about five weeks ago. I wanted to congratulate him on his 500 wins. That's a really big honor. But then again, if I played his cupcake schedule, you know, I could have won a thousand. So. <laughs> I love 
love it. Yeah, yeah, you know, he you, said what everybody know, thinks. Uh, Good job I there. Le- I learned it from you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How you cheated in, the, in going to camps and how you cheated on defense when you wanted to be the camp coach. He knows you um, well, Ed. These people. Do these people know anything about you, Ed, really? Uh, you they know, know I'm a sweet guy. I'm a sweet <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah. About your background? See, you could, uh, he's a basketball junkie, the old school, but you can't use the word junkie because what's going on in the White House today. <laughs> so what happens is, you know, you gotta you got to say, this guy coached at Quinnipiac Division One. He coached at Altoona, Pennsylvania. He coached in, uh, I think, a D-League, wasn't it, at NBA? D-League or C-League, I can't remember. It's G-League uh, now, Philly, but something like that, was. yeah. yeah. You, did, you did five-star camp with Garf. You did uh, Metro camp with, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Ran it. Henry Kuzman, coach Van Weir, uh in high school at, at Cine Hill, that team back in Pennsylvania, one of the greatest teams out of PA. I mean, you've been around and you deserve every every credit and the fun we had at North Carolina State with Valvano, well, you know, that pizza party and the stories we heard, it was unbelievable. Oh, I bet you got stories. You brought up pizza party. That's oh, perfect with today's show. You want to tell old-time basketball stories. But that's, you know, that's why I called it. Those days are numbered now because young coaches don't do that what we used to do. No. And now I sent you an article about the PIAA in, in Pennsylvania about all the rule changes. I want to get your opinion on that. And didn't Virginia just do something with their basketball uh, uh, rules and regulations down there? Well, we're going to follow. I wanted to call and ask you what's going on. We're going to follow that same rule, NFHS, uh, the um, National Federation rule of in basketball, high school basketball next year, five fouls in a quarter will make yeah. will get you and two shot fouls. Are you right. guys putting a shot clock in? No, that it's been it's been. Allowed and it's experimental with the states if they want it, but Virginia is not going to put it in. And I've been always saying I don't, I don't think it's needed. I'm, not, I'm, I'm on the fence with the shot clock. Ed's against. How about you, Arena? Do you want the shot clock in high school? No, no. Okay. And I'll tell you why. You, you, what's, what's going on now? They're playing a different style of ball in the NBA and colleges. is up tempo stuff. And what's happening is you're getting better athletes. Okay, and, and, and you don't get the young kids anymore to teach basketball. And what happens is, and I don't want to criticize anybody, but the AAU, okay, it, it, no one controls it. I mean, who, who coaches your kid? Okay, and what are they learning? Okay, and what happens is if it has a great player, okay, you have somebody that will come, maybe a dad, you know, you know I'm just being hypothetical. They might tell the kid, uh, hey, you know, uh, you're better off playing at a private school. You'll get more, uh, you'll get more looks. That's ridiculous. Because in today's day with communications and everything like that, if you're good, they'll find you. And I'll tell you who told me that. Herb Sendek told me that when I was at Hagerstown, when he was assistant coach with uh, Patino at Providence. I had a boy that was a six-foot guard, okay, one of many, okay, and all the parents, oh, he should go Division One. he should go. No, he's not. He's not that caliber, but he's good. Okay, so these guys know if they want to find somebody, They'll be there. And 100%. one more example. In that tournament, okay, in that tournament, we had eight teams up in Hagerstown. This is back in 88, 89, right? I coached a little team called Bishop Walsh in Cumberland. They had Archbishop Carroll, okay, with Lawrence Moten. Flynn Hill was there with George Lynch, Aaron Bain, and Randolph Childress was a freshman. I mean, it had about maybe 75 to 100 Division I Scots there at Hagerstown. They will come. Okay? And it doesn't matter if Ed's coaching them 
or somebody at some private school. Okay, they'll find him. And you got a guy like Ed Young; he knows everybody. When you when you go when I go anywhere, I say like I just met somebody in Virginia Beach today up in Romney, West Virginia. Okay, I went up to Seven Eleven. These kids are from Norfolk, Ed. And I said, I have a friend of mine, coaches down in Norview. No kidding. What's his name? Ed Young. He said, Well, I heard that name before. Okay, which astonished me. It wasn't because you were in jail or anything. It's because you know you were coaching. Okay, which is good. But you know that that's not that's going to be out now. And these rule changes, I get skeptical, sir. I get really skeptical, okay, because these guys have played the rules. Okay, but you're not going to get coaches like Ed coming up anymore that that paid their dues and worked hard and sweat and really worried about those kids. Okay, and that's just my personal opinion. So true. Well, hey, Reno, we thank you for calling in. we got to make you a regular like our man Keith from uh, Smithfield because uh, you know Ed pretty well, it seems like. Oh, very well. Well, That's how we met. We met at at, uh, the Metro Index camp where he cheated. (laughs) <laughs> when we played a game with our team, he cheated. There you go. You're only supposed to play man-to-man. He played a zone. Oh, and was he, a, he said it was a man-to-man. It was the pack. Was run and jump. It was the pack zone defense that Virginia now at least. cheated. He does do that. Listen, his okay. motto is lie if you can, steal if you must, but always cheat. Always. You got to watch this guy. I know. I'm watching him. with a, Hey, we'll do it together, Reno. I'll send you a friend request, too, on Facebook. I appreciate you anytime, calling in. Anytime you call me. Yeah, I love you, brother. You take care of yourself. Right, there man. you go. That's a we'll Reno talk soon. Leo. Care, I see his posts all the time. I never heard. I don't think he's called in before. At least I don't know if he was here when he called in. That's pretty cool. I like that. That was good. Hey, AJ, he knows him well. He says he cheats. We've been saying yeah. for the, years. The way, the, way that, here. the way that started was we worked at Cam Metro Index, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I didn't know this we, guy we, from We don't really care, but go ahead. But, but we're playing man-to-man all over the place, and I, I put a little run-and-jump defense oh, in there. Now, you're only yeah. supposed to play man, which I understand, but we would always, I would always tell the kids, look, if, you're, if the ball's not on your side, just drop to the middle, just whatever. He jumps up, runs on the court, goes on the court and says, stop the game. This guy over here is running a zone. What are y'all doing? I stood up and said, well, who are you talking about? So we almost get in an argument. That's how we met. And after the, after we talked, shook hands, and he was like, Coach, I'm not trying to get on you, whatever. I No disrespect to you. I like what you're doing. As a matter of fact, but before camp is over, can you show me what you're running? I only coach middle school kids, but I like to try that. We became friends from that point. That was like over 35 years ago, and I tell you what, like he's one of the best. He's, he never he knows his stuff, it sounds like. He, yeah. he does, and, and he's really what he's known for is his middle school co- coaching, which is, court. I mean, back then it was junior high. The guy had a record of something like 375 and – 42 uh, with young kids. And he, and he he's the one that taught me about playing everybody because that's what he did. I said, how you win all those games? He said, well, you got to have your, got to get your bench ready. And um, I learned a lot from that dude. And he's known, he went, did some high school coaching, Bishop Walsh in Maryland, but he was in a situation he couldn't win it. We're going to head to break in a few minutes, but coming up on the show today, we've got Woodside head football coach Breck Hall at 1030 this morning. We've got some interview clips from the Lansdowne football team camp we'll play this week and probably next week. We might even have one or two left over for the following week because there's team camps going on. I think there's one at Denby next week, but we'll hear from Joe Jones of Grassfield, Alonzo Ricks from Nansman River. Uh, we'll hear from Salem coach Mark Hall, who played linebacker at UVA. Probably Daryl Cherry of Kempsville if we have time. And we'll also have some uh, conversations with Keelan Brody Adams, the wide receiver from Green Run, who made his commitment to Virginia Tech this week. And former Lake Taylor linebacker Diamante Tucker Dorsey, he of JMU and Texas, made his commitment to JMU on this airways right here on 94.1. He's got a uh, 
career fair coming up, and he'll have a conversation about his Mount Rushmore. But, Ed, we also caught up with another coach from Portsmouth who was in Virginia Beach, and he once played quarterback for our man Tommy Riemann. Yeah, we're going to have a chance to hear uh, Matt's interview with Don Trail Leonard, fine head coach there at uh, Churchland High School, and talk about uh, what's coming up here for the truckers in this upcoming season. And that will all be happening right here on Priority Sports Excuse me, Priority Sports Radio 94.1. All right, here with Church and Head football coach Don Shaw Leonard and his squad, the Church and Truckers, among the many out here at Lansdowne for the team camp as they get up for the 2023 campaign. Uh, got used to coach with coach uh, Robert Jackson at Lansdowne organized this event. It's got to be pretty cool to have so many different teams out here and compete and get ready for the season a little bit here before you know it. Oh, yeah, and, you know, this was a great event. I love this. This was a three-day event. You know, you get to see um, where our kids at, you know, where we get to work on. And, you know, it was grateful for us going 3-0 and no, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at this uh, event. Tell me about just the process at church. When you got there, it wasn't a playoff-level program. Now you get to the postseason year after year and expect to not just get there but advance once you get there. I know the motto's been brick by brick. Tell me about that mantra a little bit as well. Oh, yeah, we constantly build bricks every day. So, you know, the kids started turning the page in 2000, 2018. You know, um, they had to get used to a new regime. They had to get used to a new sheriff in town coming in, you know, putting the hammer down, setting setting rules and standards, which they didn't have initially. So they, they started to bind in, and, you know, and the program as a whole just started turning over. And new sheriff, your voice is not quiet. You get out here and you boom it a little bit when you, when you uh, let the guys know about the instructions. Tell me about uh, offensively. You lose a multi-year starter at quarterback, dual threat, and Brandon Hillman, who was so special now at Michigan. But you have a lot of parts, and your running game should still be very effective, led by Dontavious Booker. Well, I actually the running game is led by our entire offensive line. Okay. After our offensive line, then Dontavious Booker, um, Jordan, and then Keith. So, you know, they're going to be a, a three-headed monster. So, you know, we're still going to run the ball. We're still going to throw the ball. We're not going to have Brandon Hillman, you know, and his dynamic legs, but we're going to win more than three games. Sure. And uh, in terms of the passing game, new quarterback, how's that process going with him? And I know you have some weapons for him led by uh, certainly the likes of Kingston Hall and Terrence Lamb, who have made some plays this week. Well, breaking in a new quarterback, you know, is always going to be a process. So, you know, just building an offense around him, what he can do in the passing game, you know, Lamb, um, King, you know, our returning receiver, so they're going to be big for us. You know, Darion Otis Boone, he's stepping in to, to be another uh, another guy for us as well. Mm-hmm. A couple more for let you run. Defensively, who are some people that are stepping up for you that we should watch out for? Uh, Jesse Fox, okay. uh, Terry Brown's new stepping in, uh, Lamb for sure at corner. Andre Bailey, you know, uh, he's a he's a dual guy. Play corner, play slot corner. Mm-hmm. You know, those can be some guys on you know, defense and also a defensive line. Last two for you, let you run. For you as a coach staff, when you come in, did you did you come out way with any position unit that's gotten further along than you expected, or maybe a breakout name or two that's moving up the depth chart, if you will? Just that you have to remain to be seen. Okay. You know, we'll see. The, the film will tell you a lot when you watch this, right? That's the big thing for you all as you go back and watch the film because you do all you're able to record this, correct? Right. Okay. And lastly, coming into this year, what what's the uh, the keys to being a successful team and making noise there in Region 4A? Continue to build brick by brick every day, you know, take one day at a time. Thank you so much. Let us, we'll see you soon. Hold on, one more question. But are you? Oh, we missed it? Okay. I, I don't know if we got that part in there. We, we missed the... Uh, yeah, it was cut off there at the end. Oh, uh, it was? Okay. All right, so there you have That was Dontrell Leonard of the Churchland Truckers with us as we caught up with him about the uh, team camp at Lansdowne. And uh, we will uh, come back and hear from Woodside real quick. Any, any thoughts there? Churchland's a team that's going to be uh, forced to be reckoned with, even though Hillman is now at Michigan. It feels like they're... There's still a factor. They don't have the, the stud, but they have some good pieces there. Well, he seems excited about what he has. I see he didn't want to tip his hat on some things that you would ask him. I, I love how the coaches, especially football coaches, want to keep everything um, under lock and key. And that, that's fine. But uh, 
It's got it's got a lot of decent good athletes, a lot of skilled people from what I understand. It'll be interesting in there um for for Churson to come up there. They they don't play Nam- my Nancy River team this year. Do I don't they? believe they do, no. no. I don't think so. I'll pull up the schedule we get to break. We'll have Alonzo Ricks on later. But when we come back, we'll hear from Brett Call. He's the new head coach of the Woodside Wolverines, right here on seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk powered by Larry King Law. It's Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And we're back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you call 757-INJ-U-R-E-D for Larry King. With the coach Ed Young, I am Matt Hatfield, and we're pleased to be joined on the program now by the new head football coach of the Woodside Wolverines in Newport News. Some big shoes to fill there as Danny Dodson announced that he is leaving the program. And uh, we had Danny on the show a few months back, and we say hello to the new man in charge of there at Woodside, Brett Hall with us. Coach, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Congrats on the new position and you have to be excited about the 2023 football season, which is almost here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. And uh, let's fill people in on your background. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about your bio, but I believe you've been with Coach Dodson on his staff, correct? Yes, I was on his staff last year. Okay. Tell us about your high school days, where you're from, college, and what brought you to Woodside with Coach Dodson, and it really attracted you to this job here at Woodside. Um. I was born and raised in Newport News. Uh, I went to Minchville for two years, and I graduated from Cortland up in Fredericksburg. Um, after that, I went to Hargrave for a year post-grad. Um, played at Valdosta State for a little while. Coach Leach was my receiving coach. Uh, then I transferred to Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Louisiana Road, and I finished up at a place called Northeastern State University. It's in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, Division Two. Um, been coaching a lot of places: uh, Maryland, Virginia. Been in nine different systems, um, school systems. That is, we coached uh, track and football, a little bit of girls basketball here and there. Um, I guess that's about it. And, and uh, well, getting to. Woodside, I came back home, um, like I said, from Newport News, spent 30 years away, uh, just got the itch to come back home, um, glad to be there, love coaching for Coach Dotson, Coach Dotson's a great coach, great man, love him to death, um, when he decided to step down, uh, I guess decided to put my name in the hat, um, a lot to follow up after, because Coach Dotson, like I said, uh, I believe we talked about him. I believe he's the winningest coach in Newport New City history, which is a great accomplishment. Um, and like I said, great man. Talked to him on a, pretty much on a daily. Now, as we speak during the summer, he's taking his time off and relaxing, and I get it. <laughs> As long as he's been doing it, that's for sure. Sure. Before I uh, get to some key players for your team this coming year, and my cohort, uh, Coach Ed Young, jump in here with you, Coach. I want to get uh, you mentioned you played for Mike Leach, the late great at Valdosta State. So I imagine he made an influence on you, and you have some great stories of that man. Yes, he is a um, <laughs> great man, funny man. Uh, you know, as most of you know, uh, they had just, him and Coach Mamia came from uh, Iowa Wesleyan, where they started the air raid stuff. So then, you know, it just blew up after that. I mean, you know, after they left Valdosta, I believe they went to Kentucky. 
Um, played with Chris Hatcher, who's the head coach at, he was a quarterback there, Harlan Hill winner. Um, you know, had a, had a great time there for the time I was there. Um, and like I said, coach Leach is a great guy. Um, rest his soul. Hey, Ben, for instance, Ed Young, congrats on, on getting that position. I'm listening to your background. You've been, been around a lot of different systems, um, nine high school situations you've been through, a whole lot to draw from. And, of course, I just heard you you talk about Mike Leach, and, and I loved Mike Leach, Leach in football and what he did. And a lot of people did look at him as somebody who was very comical, but he was very serious in his coaching and, and in terms of handling players. With all that in mind, I ask you, as you get the head position, now you're going to move up from the assistant spot, which is a big jump. What what were three things in your head as you went into the interview, knowing that if you say they want you, what three things do you feel you have to do first when they say, all right, coach, we're hiring you, you're the, you're the new head man? What were maybe the three things in your head that you have to get done? Um, first thing is change the culture a little bit. Um, to more conducive to how I coach and what I do um, would be the first thing. Um, second thing I'd venture to say is, like I said, we're in a real rebuilding process as, as we speak, and I knew that. Me and Danny talked about that a lot. Um, you know, we did go 7-4 and four last year, um, but it's still we, we lost a lot of players to graduation and some other situations. Um, so, again, it's definitely rebuild. And the third thing is definitely to get, you know, two more steps further. I want to win a region championship, and I want to win a state championship. Um, Danny's, you know, got to numerous region championships. Um, I don't believe he won one. Um, but, again, I'm trying to hopefully get that done. And then, you know, the next step is, you know, you ain't but two weeks away from the state championship after the – region so i'm hoping to uh to do that as well as uh you know playing a tough peninsula district just to even get out of it and get to the playoffs is going to be a a task at, at you know a tough task at hand no doubt we're chatting with brett Colley, he's the new head football coach of the woodside wolverines as we preview the 2023 campaign right here on 757 saturday sports talk on priority auto sports radio 94.1 ed now brett i'm going to follow up with what you were saying When you say change the culture so that it's conducive to your style of coaching, you're taking over for a guy who you've worked with, which is which helps. And he's done tremendous. Now, you're right. I agree with this as a veteran coach myself. You have to put your um, fingerprints on a program. You can't just verbatim coach like the previous guy did. It's not really your style. Bearing in mind that you guys have been very successful where do you see maybe some of the tweaks that need to be made um, on that? And then I'm going to do another one more follow-up question when you're finished with that. Okay. Um, well, I guess, like I said, just to, just when you change your culture, that's, that's, that's tough to do. Um, and like I said, it, more of a, um, more of a team concept. We, last year we, we were very, you know, we were successful, um, had a lot of eye guys. Um, I think if we could have um, gelled them together um, to be more of a selfless instead of selfish, you know, and that's the, that's a battle cry for me now. In other words, just some of these kids nowadays, uh, 
you know, we we kind of raise them, hey, you need to be an individual, you need to be an individual, but also to you need to l- learn how to be in some kind of partnership, relationship with somebody, whatever it may be in life. Uh, so that's the main thing, just trying to be, teach these kids, hey, we need to be a little bit more selfless than selfish, and uh, hopefully that'll go over and you, you, you got to – you got to love the guy beside you and he's got to love you. And, you know, we got to understand where some, some kids have weaknesses, some kids have strength and we need those to build upon each other because they go hand in hand and you're only as good as your weakest link. Um, so that's, uh, you know, trying to put that 11 man, uh, chain out there. And again, uh, most people nowadays, enough film work, they can find who the, uh, you know, it's pretty, not wouldn't say easy to find, but some people can find who your weak link, and they'll pick on that. And then we got to learn how to play off of that. In other words, help that that player um, with the other ten in some way, shape, or form. So again, there's there's not a weak link out there. The other thing I was going to mention to you too, when you say about talking about your individuals making them more selfless instead of selfish, something that that has become prevalent in the area. And again, you know this because you've been around and you've been a lot of other places, may have seen other work. You really got to do, I think nowadays, a good job or a hard job of something we never had to do before. Keep your own players. The, the, the crazy transferring that can occur. You're very, you're in a very competitive district, very competitive area with a, you know, big time sport of football. Um, is that something that kind of enters your mind? And, and if so, how would you combat that? Um, there's no doubt, uh, the, the transfer and moving around is very prevalent. Um, it, it hit our team a little bit. Um, but you got to keep pressing forward. You got to go to the next man. Um, and with that being said, you know, I just trying to, to like I said, change the culture and have a culture and a believe and trust in us. And that starts with our staff. You know, we got to get these kids to believe and trust in us. So hopefully somebody won't go somewhere else. And and I'm one of those people, to, you know, that, you know, if, if that's what somebody wants to do, I always wish people the best. I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, if that's what somebody wants to do, hey, I'm, I'll back, you know, I'll back and I'll do whatever I can for you. Um, again, I'm not going to sit there, you know, there's, there's other players on the team and we, you know, and if something makes somebody happier, then, hey, they need to do that. They need to do that. And I have no problem and I have no hard feelings towards anybody who has left. Or, you know, or even if somebody else was to leave, you know, I'm, I just got to keep pressing forward. It's kind of like a teacher. You got to change your lesson plan. That's it. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Somebody leaves or somebody does something wrong, maybe get disciplined during the week, then guess what? The lesson plan is going to change a little bit. We got to find somebody to fill the spot. And uh, just building a culture of team, 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 you know, I tell the guys all the time, one guy can't beat 11. And if he can, then guess what? Our 11 ain't that good. <laughs> Ain't that good. <laughs> Two minutes here with Breck Hall. He's the new head football coach of the Woodside Wolverines. They'll open up the season on August the 25th at John B. Todd Stadium in Newport News against the Hampton Crabbers. Then they travel to Grassfield for their non-district opener and then go to Phoebus at Darling Stadium on September the 8th before taking on Bethel, Heritage, Denby, Minchville, Warwick, Kickatan, and Gloucester. Our guest on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Well, I know graduation departures, players come in and out. That's certainly a big deal, Coach. But uh, tell us about some names we should watch out for, and I guess it all begins with the quarterback position in that battle as you guys lose a great one to Virginia Union, I know, and Tavon Tyler. That is correct. Um, first thing, that's what we're looking for. Uh, I got uh, th- three uh, kids now. Um, two, um, Well, two, excuse me, 
um, you know, and they'll they'll battle it out. Um, hope you know, hoping to maybe get some basketball kids out who are interested in possibly playing quarterback. From what I hear and understand, I'm a believe none of what I hear, half of what I see, kind of person. Sure. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, and I like I said, I hear things around there, and I just don't I don't pay attention. I'm not on social media. I don't do stuff like that. You know, I just coach my guys up. Who shows up? Hey, let's go to work. Um, so definitely, quarterback is the first thing we're looking to try to fix or not fix but have somebody for it um and you know that's going to be a tough task uh neither neither kid has varsity experience um so um you know that that's another uh could lead to some 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 hard hard work i don't want to say like you know not being good i think like i said we'll be successful i hope um We'll continue to work. So quarterback is definitely numero uno. We need to make sure we find uh, ASAP, and it's getting here quick. So, um, But, again, we do have a couple people, two, three guys that we are looking at. And, you know, and it's one of those things, too, hey, you never know who's going to come out the first day. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't um, want to push anybody away from that. You know, if somebody wants to come in, hey, if you can play, you can play, as long as you can conform to what we're asking to do rules and regulations of the team. Understood. Well, before we let you run here, give us a few names and be to watch out for, be it offensively, defensively, some players that you've liked their work ethic and dedication here in the offseason as you gear up for your two scrimmages and uh, what it will take to be a team making noises coming here in the PD in that first game against the Hampton Crabbers. Um, David Applewhite, big uh, lineman we have. Um, Zion Basemore, uh, defensive lineman, offensively. We're looking for a you know home run guy. We're um, we lost uh, um, a couple to transfer, so um, we're in the process of trying to figure out who that is. Um, but up front, uh, uh, Jarrell Butler, uh, another lineman, uh, Jaden Lawback. He's a returning player starter. Um, defensively, Nehemiah Mix, a linebacker, which he'll play some offense. Uh, We'll definitely have be going plays this year. Uh, you know, I believe put your best eleven on the field. Now, I don't care if it's my quarterback. If my quarterback's one of my best eleven, then you know I don't mind putting him on defense. I have no problem with that. Um, we're like I said, we're looking for a home run. Our skill guys are. We're trying to develop some by by bringing some across to the other side of the ball. Um, let me think. Uh, any more people? <laughs> Linebacker uh, Tony O. Peterson, another kid's going to do good for us on both sides of the ball. Uh, Tayshawn Campbell is another one. Um, ooh, let me think. Mm. I believe that's probably almost it when it comes to returners. And again, they will definitely see both sides of the ball. Most of them have already seen both sides of the ball anyway. Gotcha. Well, hey, we appreciate the time this morning. We wish you and the Wolverines all the best there. And uh, say, say hello to our pal Danny Dodson. We call him the Wizard of Woodside over there. I think Dominic Villardi dubbed him that on the uh, high school football scoreboard show. And look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, last thing, too, your two scrimmages. Are they set yet, or are you still looking for scrimmages? Yeah, yes, we have two set. Um, Lafayette will be our first one, and York will be our second one. All right, well, all the I best. I don't have the dates no problem. Um, ironed out yet. Well, all the best to you this coming year, and I'm sure we'll be in touch. And uh, thanks so much. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it, fellas. Good luck, Coach.
That is Coach Brett Hall, our guest here from the Woodside Wolverines, new head man in charge over there in Newport News on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's going to take some time, Ed, when you have to fill the shoes of someone, the caliber yeah, of Granny Dodson. Yes. And, you know, obviously, you know, the elephant in the room's there with some players they lost to graduation, players that transfer out. But if people are patient, I will say this, and I'm not knocking the Peninsula District, but outside of Phoebus and Warwick, I mean, Hampton's not what they used to be in terms of the storied crabbers where they're going undefeated and, you know, setting records. And I feel like three through, what is it, 10, the rest of that district is pretty much sort of up for grabs. I think it's well established and felt that Phoebus and Warwick are the top two dogs, having both been to the state playoffs a year ago. Phoebus, the state champs, two years running in class three, moving up to class four. And Warwick having won a region title in class four, now moving up to region 5B. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, Phoebus is class by himself. And Warwick has done well over the last few years because for a while they were in that middle of pack program too. But now they're up there. Hard work is paying off. Kids are believing, and which is what Coach said too. You know, you got to believe in where you're at. Stop looking all over the place and think the grass is greener elsewhere. Remember, we said it could be artificial turf. So if people, like you say, people are patient. Now they do have enough athletes, a lot of athletes at Woodside coming off a state championship in basketball. Some of those kids, if they move from, from basketball to football, can make a difference. Would be a big especially, help, yeah. especially in the skill the skill positions. We all we all see that. Um, but you're right, you just got to be paying. And Coach made a good point. You know, he's not trying to replace Danny in terms of, I ain't doing nothing Danny did, but he has to have his fingerprints on that program. It can't be, well, I, I don't want to touch nothing. I ain't going to change nothing. You can't coach that way. You have to have your personality come through. It's just that you got to be careful in a very program that's been good that you don't make a lot of drastic changes. High school football is upon us. I think it's like 38 days, believe it or not. Wow. We'll come back with some more sound from coaches. Give you a chance to hop in here at 757-687-9494. It's all coming your way on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, Ed Young's favorite radio station. There's no question. It's Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, the best. You got it. Congratulations. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And we welcome everybody back to the show. As Mr. Radio Man said, Priority Sports Radio 94.1 to 757, Saturday morning sports talk show right here. I am one of the guys you hear at times, Coach Ed Young. And my partner, Mr. Matt Hatfield, had the opportunity to speak with Joe Jones, the head football coach at Grassfield High School, as Matt spent some time at Lansdowne Team Camp this past few days. So uh, let's uh, go back in here and see what uh, Matt and Coach Jones had to say about the uh, Grassfield Grizzlies in the upcoming season. I'm here with Grassland Head Football Coach Joe Jones, part of the uh, number of teams competing in the Lansdown team camp as they're going up for the 2023 season. It's hard to believe, Coach, middle of July, but football's almost here. you got to be pumped up. Absolutely, absolutely, man. The guys are, guys are excited to just get out and, you know, bang around a little bit earlier and, uh, you know, just compete a little bit against. They, we've been going against each other since the season, and so it's good to get out here against another team. Sure. Tell me about just the, the challenges and, and objective coming in from to a new situation at Grassfield from Lakeland. You had some uh, bright moments at the end of your time there at Lakeland, and, and you have a lot more athletes in terms of enrollment at Grassfield. What are some of the positives you try to build on as you get for 23? Absolutely. Leaving Lakeland, man, I think we, we were starting to turn the corner. Uh, we had a lot of good guys there, but, um, you know, the opportunity came, so we came over to Lakeland and, uh, I mean, to Grassfield. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the – 
the numbers are the numbers are there. We're just getting we're trying to get kids excited about football again. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit it's a took a step back, um, but we're we're moving in the right direction. Our numbers are up um, on the team. You know, from this time last year, so we're, we're excited about where we're at. It feels like you went through a little bit of a youth movement, played a lot of freshmen, sophomores, underclassmen, and in your region, that can be unforgiving where you have the Oscar Smiths, the Western Branches, even teams from up in Richmond that are really good with Thomas Dale, Manchester. Oh, by the way, Holland Springs comes in now. Do you hope to kind of you know, see the fruits of those labor by the end of it, you know, in a year or even a couple years from now at the end of this season, perhaps, as you get going? Absolutely. We, we, we tell the kids all the time, when you get your opportunity, you just got to show up and perform. It's not, it's not, nobody cares about your age, nobody cares about your grade. When you get a chance to get on the field, um, you're playing a game that you love, you're playing a game that you've been playing since you were five years old. Um, it's just on a bigger stage now. So, um, yeah, we, we played a lot of young guys, hoping that, you know, in a year, a year or two, um, we'll start to see that. And that's kind of the recipe we had in Lakeland with guys like uh, Justin Royals and Demarion Jordan, who played as true freshmen, um, you know, and, and, and really, really had good careers, um, you know, through high school. Before we highlight a few of your names to watch out for this coming season, where have you made the most improvement from year one to year two that, that you hope will, will show on the field? Any, any position unit or area that you think can be something you lean on? Absolutely. I think, I think more than anything, just the kids' desire to, to be on the field. And, that, and that's that's kind of team-wide, I think. Um, that That's probably where we've seen the biggest jump and, and, what, and what we're excited about the most. Impact players. Everybody needs them. Everybody wants them. Who are the impact Absolutely. guys for you beginning on the offensive side of the ball and defensively? Absolutely. we got a couple running backs, uh, Willie Moore and uh, Kamari Wilson. Both of those guys played last year. Willie was coming off an injury, but he was heading in the right direction. Um, him, Kamari and Willie in the backfield together. Um, can be really, really, really good together. We have uh, uh, three guys returning on the offensive line, um, which which we're very excited about. And we have some some really good skilled guys, um, especially in our slot positions. And uh, Matthias Kaiser um, and uh, R.J. Sloan. Those, those guys are those guys are really good for us. I know R.J. plays some defense for you, but some guys on defense need to watch out for. Absolutely, um, our, our linebacker core. Those guys, um, Javon Turner. Um, Jacob Brown and Austin Chapman, those, those guys, they played a lot. They played a lot last year, and um, they've been together since the season ended, just um, working, trying to get better, getting their communication and everything, getting defense down pat, um, you know, and, and not having to learn a new system because this is now we're in the year two. Um, for them not to have to learn a new system, I think that's, that's going to be a good thing in the long run. Lastly, I always say grass is one of my favorite places to go to because the game night atmosphere, the family community environment over there is just terrific, especially when you got to hop in on a big Friday night atmosphere. What's it going to take for, for your team to have a big Friday night game as you get close to playoff time this year? What are going to be the keys to success? Man, I, man, I think, you know, the, the community, we, we have great support from the community, and everybody loves a winner. So um, I think starting now, being you know, being out here at Lansdown in this team camp, getting pads a little bit earlier, I think um, just – Starting now and building throughout the season, um, you know, all we got to do is keep chipping it away. And if, if we do what we can do, you know, we'll, we'll be where we want to be at the end of the year. Chip away. Chop that wood, as the discretion was said. Coach Jojo's and the Grizzlies ready for 2023. All the best. We'll see you soon. Thank you, sir. So that was our conversation with Grassfield second-year head football coach Joe Jones. He once played linebacker at Oscar Smith High in Chesapeake, was the head coach at Lakeland in year one at Grassfield. Not the best, one and nine, but imagine they will be a much improved team as they gear up for the season. They open up August the 25th at home against Warwick from Newport News and then also host Woodside six days later. We just caught up with Breck Hall, the new head coach of the Wolverines. 
Grass Hill then has a bye week. Their Southeastern District opener is at Deep Creek September the 15th. Then they host Oscar Smith, host Great Bridge at Kings Fork October 6th, host Hickory October 13th, travel to Suffolk or check the Southeastern District rival Nansman River on October 20th, and then close up with a trip to Western Branch and a home game versus Indian River. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, and our football camp tour continues, if you will, with another Southeastern District school. My cohort had to step out because he's on his way to a basketball team camp, but one of his off Mates, the head football coach of the Warriors of Nansman River, Alonzo Ricks Jr. His Warriors coming off a playoff berth and a big win to close out last year against Kings Fork. Got a JMU commit we spoke with a few weeks ago in Manny Azangu. Let's hear what Coach Alonzo Ricks has to say about his squad right now on 94.1. All right, I'm here with Nansman River head football coach Alonzo Ricks Jr. as the Warriors gear up for the 2023 campaign, competing in this Lancetown team camp with about a dozen or so schools, coach, from all across the area, not just Suffolk and the Southeastern District, but the Beach, the Eastern District. It's got to be nice to see some different squads as you gear up for the campaign, right? Uh, Definitely. Uh, 1,000% agree. I'm thankful that Coach Jackson, man, the last time did this camp, um, gives everybody the opportunity, man, to get the pads on a little early, see what you work with before. Um, the summer of practice officially starts, so man, I'm just glad to get some good competition, get some quality, good teams around here locally, and um, let's get better day, uh, each day. I know it's just one night; it's team camp. Nobody will remember it come August, September, October, November. But it looks like you got some diversity with your offense. You can run the ball a little bit, hit some screens, and you have different ways. And I think it also begins with your dual threat at quarterback, and now Kendrick Overton is a pretty special kid. He's a special young man, uh, definitely outfield general, and uh, looking for bigger and better things coming in his senior year. Um, he was able to do some things today, not so pretty much with his legs, um, but with his arm, and then just making the right reads on, on some different runs, some RPOs, and uh, up front took, you know, uh, you know, did what we needed to do, and, and, and we did some things. So, you know, just excited to see what it looked like the next two days. Yeah, definitely. All you coaches that have quarterbacks of that ilk definitely hold your breath when it comes down to uh, you don't want to see any hits with him. We get that yellow jersey on, and he can be a thousand, thousand type of guy rushing, passing. You have some weapons around him, though, and I think the one that stands out physically is a kid who just recently committed to James Madison and uh, Manny Azagu. Uh, he made a play tonight offensively, but I know he's being recruited for defense, and he's a pass rushing specialist there. He is. He's a, another terrific young man. Uh, works really hard, and uh, we're looking for big and, and better things for him this season. He had a heck of a season last year. We're praying for health and and he can duplicate that this season. Um, he played some, he had some pretty good plays tonight, did some good things along with some other young men. Um, so we got a chance, like you said earlier, um, we got a chance to really get some quality depth and see where our guys could be. And, uh, and that's something we're going to try to pride ourselves on in the next two days. Like a lot of teams that have success, and you had that big finish last year beating your rival in Kings Fork, springboard into the playoffs. You had those headliners such as an Overton and Azagu, but mm-hmm. some other supporting cast players people should watch out for. I think you got to look at certainly Nick Greer, Melvin Brown. Tell me about them and some others that you can step up. Man, I mean, Nick Greer, man, he's a part of that, that bubble crew. Um, those, this bubble crew? Class. Yeah, the bubble crew. <laughs> okay. They were freshmen uh, when we had the COVID Suffolk bubble. Um, and just watch the maturation for these guys in the last four years, seeing how they develop. Um, on the field and off the field and doing the things they've done is really exciting. And so even, you know, them, uh, Melvin, he's a 25 guy, so he's under them. Uh, yeah, you know, Tavon Douglas. Um, you know, we have some guys up front that do, uh, they can do some things, man, for us as well. So we have some pieces. Um, we have a young uh, linebacking core. Um, but, you know, they're headed by Ty Harris and, and Ben Hanson returning the starters from last year, and they have some guys underneath mm-hmm. them coming up. So just excited about the pieces that we have. Just, like I said, praying for health and strength and uh, see where it goes. Come more, let you run. Um, it's early, but what are you liking so far? What do you have to clean up? Um, clean up mental mistakes, um, stu- uh, stupid penalties, um, things of that nature. Um, having a sense of urgency, man. Not, you know, coming out here, I know it's the first day in pads, shoulder pads, helmets, things like that. The heat is a factor, but 
look, forget that. It's football. We have to be able to, to think straight. And, um, you know, you got to be able to adapt and adjust when we're doing these things. So, you know, that's some things that we can uh, fine-tune and continue to get better and work towards on tomorrow as we do have a tomorrow uh, come out here again. But sort of going to hit on the liking part, it like, feels like you got better depth than maybe you've had in some recent years? Definitely. Um, that's, a, that's a great problem to have. So we have some guys, and like I said, now just like team camp is basically based for offense and defense. Um, when we get the special teams going, we're going to get some guys to get some game experience into that um, and everything. They'll build practice. Um, so already they're policing each other, and it's competitive. So just looking uh, excited to to see what you know it might hold for the season. And lastly, I know you're not looking at the playoffs right now because it's only July, so you worry about November when it gets here. But you have to be excited about what your region has, obviously, with Maury and you have Woodside, Warwick, and Kingsport jumping up. It, it yeah, can make man. for a compelling stretch run if you guys stay healthy and do what you're supposed to. It is. Um, you know, I said it last year that uh, I thought the Southeastern District was tough from top to bottom. I believe it again and to be, again, a very battle test and a very um, a hard out for any, any week, whoever you play. And you got some programs playing some top tier teams before we get into our district play and um, even in 5D, man, it's just tough, man. It's just tough. So I'm um, looking forward to all the competition um, that's going to be bestowed upon us, and we try to get out the best way we can. Well, thank you so much. The nicest guy at Nance Minerva. It's not Ed Young, it's Alonzo Ricks. Hey, we'll man, see you soon. Hey, man, like that. I appreciate it. Thanks, that's right. Alonzo Ricks Jr. is the nicest guy at Nance Minerva. It isn't Ed Young who had to bolt, but we thank the head football coach, the Warriors, for chatting about his team at the Lansdowne Team Camp at 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Before we flip over to the second hour of the show, we've got Keelan Brody Adams, the Green Run four-star wide receiver who made his pledge to Virginia Tech in front of all the cameras out there from the television stations and the stream out there as he broadcasted that to thousands of people the other day. The arguably top-rated football prospect in the area and one of the best in the state. Uh, the Warriors of Nance Minerva have won seven playoff games since 2017, which is quite a feat considering they only had eight playoff wins in their history prior to 2017. They open up at home at Arrowhead Stadium on August the 25th versus Bethel. You might see Ed Young at the gate. Give him grief if he does work the gate there this year. Then they have a bye week. Their Southeastern District openers at Deep Creek September the 8th. They host Oscar Smith for their district home opener on September 15th at Kings Fork September 22nd. So a very tough stretch there. Close out September against Western Branch at home. Travel to Hickory to open up October. Host Indian River. Host Grassfield at Lakeland in their regular season finale at Great Bridge on November 3rd. So if they can survive that early gauntlet of a schedule where they play some perennial heavy hitters within the district, uh, they can make some noise and be sliding into the playoffs with some momentum. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. Ed had to bolt because AJ has GPS said it's going to take 10 hours and 16 minutes to get to Phoenix Middle School. Problem is, it's not Phoenix Middle School in Ohio. It's the one in Hampton where his squad is playing in the uh, Bethel basketball team camp. I don't know who they play. If it's Bethel, Hampton, Grafton, Western Branch, whoever it might be. There's a bunch of schools out there. Norview, Phoebus as well, I think. Uh, but we'll come back with some more sound from these football prospects. In Adams's case, Diamante Tucker Dorsey's got an event coming up we'll hit on as well and give you a chance to hop in here if you like at 757-687-9494. And I think there's a new Ladies Wimbledon champ. AJ should have that for you coming up as well right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Transmitting from where America won its freedom. WVSP FM HD1 Yorktown. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.